Hello and welcome to episode 19 of the podcast for the recently deceased. I'm Nate Roberts. And I'm Rodney Godak. How you doing, And, and he, although he's a frozen panel, you can still hear him. He, his, video <laughs> will, his video will catch up. It's been glitching. Um, I'm doing great. How are you doing, brother? Uh, excellent. I am excited for tonight's episode. Uh... This uh, the film we're talking about tonight is uh, I didn't know what to I had no idea anything about this film. Uh, this is a film that I remember hearing about uh, when it hit I think South by Southwest and around the same time that I heard about Deadstream. And so all I did you know just like with Deadstream heard about it and then scrolled it away knowing that I'm not going to be able to see it for months on end. And so all you and now finally it's on VOD. Uh, and it's funny when you think about it because, you know, I heard about it in the same breath, stream, soft and quiet, had big reactions, but I didn't really know why. And they're, they're so different. They're so different. Uh, they're nothing at all. Like, yeah. uh, and, but I am pleasantly pleased with, uh, with, with this week's episode. It's, um, it's very, very, uh, prescient and, uh, I think, uh, what what is it? It's, uh, very indicative of the time uh, that we live in, and uh, cautionary tale. Like I think there's all kinds of cool buzzwords and, and neat uh, social commentaries that are happening, uh, and it's fucked up, and it's extremely well executed. Right, absolutely. Just as you said, in the Piece same of breath, art, it's very very strong feelings. Yep, just as you said, in the same breath as Deadstream and totally different movies. Uh, we mentioned it in the same breath as. Um, as uh, all jacked up and full of worms, uh, as being two totally fucked up movies that couldn't be more different. Um, last week's episode, yeah. of course, being the uh, the worms, um, and uh, here we are to talk about. I got worms. Soft. That's what I'm gonna call it. I got worms. Uh, we're here to talk about soft and quiet. Playing out in real time, an elementary school teacher organizes a mixer of like-minded women when she encounters a woman from her past, leading to a volatile change of events. This is a very well-written description. It is also extremely misleading in that you think you're going to watch a normal movie. (laughs) Because, holy um... shit. (laughs) Yeah, there's a, you know, this film um, is very, you know, Worms was unapologetic. This film, even more so for even more, uh, like, this is a trigger warning type movie. Uh, There's certain things that are depicted in this film that are going to uh, make you extremely uncomfortable, uh, extremely upset. And if you're easily offended, I think that you're probably not going to be able to stomach this movie. Uh, it doesn't take away the quality of it, but it's definitely a subject matter that's difficult to handle, you know? Yep. And it's unassuming. You don't really know what to expect until they kind of get in there. And then once it's in there, it's fucking in your face and at a goddamn 11 on the goddamn scale there. And oh, yeah. it's, uh, it's so commonplace. But because of that, it felt so real and natural. 
Yeah, no, it's real and natural. Not to mention the camera work. This is a this is a oh. hand, this is a no cuts handy cam. Uh, I think in reality yeah. oh, there were there know, were a handful of cuts, um, but you don't really have been, right. You, like, well, so I looked it up. I looked it up. The movie was shot oh, in four nights, so, and so the so if there was, wow. there's at least three cuts. But according to what I read, it was a you know a dozen cuts, or they said a handful of cuts. But sure, you, one but night. You, yeah, you you can't tell when end. you when you watch. As far as you're concerned, that's what they, unreal. What do they call this? They call it a one take style. I think is what they call it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was you know uh, who did this? Hitchcock did this with uh, the uh, Jimmy. No, Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, Jimmy Stewart was in the rope. Um, was I think he was <clears> the <throat> first time it, it was done, or the first time it was you know famously done. Um, this. Well, I mean, this it feels like a performance. It feels like a play or a stage uh, uh, act, uh, uh, an act on, you know, it's just so, it, it is seamless. And the way that the characters are always on top of one another, it doesn't have the, the cuts and changing camera angles and all of that, like you said. Uh, it's like theater in the round. You're in the room with the characters and there's awful things being said and awful things happening, and there's a cacophony of noise when the characters are engaging one another in certain instances that feel so hauntingly real, and you can't escape. You're you're in there. There's no break to to leave to regain your composure. You know, with like a calm you know shot of a landscape where you like have a breather like a normal film would with the way that they're edited uh once this this ball you know it, it just gets a gentle push off the hill and you're fucking riding this for the whole what is it uh 90 minutes is it 87 hour 32 uh minutes it's 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 a uh it's a work of art Oh yeah. Just from a, that standpoint of filmmaking, uh, wow! I didn't oh. know about the four night thing. That's fucking yeah. awesome. It was shot I'm glad nights. you looked it up. I wanted to know yeah. that. So, a um, little bit about the show. We like to do a short um, rating uh, without spoilers, from one to ten. One being bad, mm-hmm. ten being amazing. Go out and buy it right now. Um, and then we're going to transition to a longer form uh, conversation full of spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie, uh, go watch it and come back. Or if you don't care, just uh, stay tuned. Um, Rodney, pay the toll is wondering if you're sick. You sound sick, he says. You yeah, okay? I, I, I am sick. So for the past like two and a half, maybe three weeks, I've actually had a bit of a cold uh, not COVID, tested two different times because it wasn't going away. Uh, I don't know. It, kids, got a baby, the baby has it. She's coughing, I'm coughing. I'm congested. There's no end in sight. Uh, it's not the flu. It's just nonstop sinus awfulness for like almost going on three weeks here. So it's definitely frustrating. Uh Appreciate you uh, noticing. Uh, I appreciate you uh, acknowledging and, and accepting my uh, apologies for the quality of my voice. My tenor is different. <laughs> Sh- hey, some Sh- people are into this. Some people think uh, this kind of voice is sexy. Shaboy, <laughs> Shaboy, the Tom suggests that maybe you've had too many worms. 
I could have had too many worms, uh, but my worms tonight are aviation gin with some roses lime. And I'm all out, so I'm on the uh, seltzer now. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you the the side effect of the worms was was massive amounts of vomit, uh, of disgusting I feel vomit. I like those were real vomits too. It like it was real. Like, it did not look like a goddamn tube. Uh, okay, so uh, for me, I'm gonna go first this time. For the for me, this movie was. Uh, extremely uncomfortable, um, and you'll find out why in the second half of the episode, uh, to just endure, um, and it gets more and more uncomfortable as it goes, and the the discomfort turns into tension, and then the tension, you know, as, as the, as it heightens, as it, as they keep one-upping the last, uh, scene, um, building, building, building to the climax. Um, you know, you're just in this even greater uh, state of shock and disbelief, but simultaneously going, "This could happen in my town." Um, and and you you know, horror is sometimes you know we try to suspend disbelief to like enjoy our films as far as like immersion is concerned. Um, you do not have to suspend disbelief to believe that this movie has happened in the United States, could happen in your town, and that is what makes this movie so shaking, so uh, so terrifying. Not, not, you know, it's not very scary, like, just as, as far as fear and jump scares, things like that, are concerned. But, you know, if your brain is turned on and you're, you know, you're caught up on social politics uh, at all. Um, you, this movie is hard to experience, um, and I mean that in a good way. I give Soft and Quiet an eight out of ten. Yeah. Um, so for me, I I agree with a lot of what you said. Uh, I think that you know. When you talk about horror, this is definitely more of it's a drama of a of a film, a thriller type film, more than it is a traditional horror where uh, it's a lighthearted fare. This is not. This is anything but. This is a real life scenario that is hauntingly um, familiar, at least to me. Maybe not in the actions that occur, but in the mentality, the the dialect or the the commonplace nature, the banality at which the characters are interacting and what they're talking about, discussing, their how familiar it all is to them, this like skin that they live in, that they're so at at ease with one another, uh, this communal groupthink mentality that they all have, that uh, you know. I thought of, you know, the events that unfold in this film. It's like a butterfly effect in this, the way that they egg each other on throughout the film to have these horrific events unfold. It all just seems so believable and so real to, to your point uh, that it could be in your town. And, you know, I, I know people that uh, subscribe to a lot of what uh, they talk about in this film and it sucks. Uh the line of work that I'm in, I can experience this. I think that, I think there's, I feel that there are others, maybe some 
listening that have some of the uh, racial tension and uh, that are occurring in this film. All right, we lost, we, lost, we lost so that. We lost that last live, sentence. Then they have. Again. <clears throat> sure. Sorry. Uh, I was that there are others I think that have heard this kind of talk in the area that we live more so than they did from a more southern state than they used to live in that was more uncommon there but here they hear those kind of words and these kinds of things being said more so and uh, and that's shocking you know Uh, and so it's it was horrific to watch but it was so beautifully done uh, and did have a rewarding uh, or well not satisfying it it, it had an ending um but yeah. with the way it's shot, it's like it's like it's just it, it happens, you know. And so like you're not going to get a, a resolution in a traditional sense of a narrative because it's not filmed in that, that kind of way. Right. It's it's just it's it's an experience, just like the other one. It's just a different kind of experience. And uh, I felt the same way as far as my final rating. Uh, I also gave it an eight out of ten. Yep. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I feel. I feel almost douchey that we feel similar sometimes with these films and we rate them <laughs> the same thing. We don't talk about it. We, we yeah. There is there is zero pregame. We literally do not discuss the films together until <laughs> we're live. Uh, if anybody Which did, sure didn't, is evident in a lot of ways. I'm always shocked when we score the same. Um, you know, yeah. except for movies like Malignant and The Night House, which I thought were just like home runs. Like, I didn't yeah. know what to expect from you on either of these films, so I, I'm very happy that we that we matched up. Um, all right, yeah. at this at this point, we're gonna um, start talking about the uh, the details. So, uh, if you want to go watch the movie and come back, or just uh, stick with us. All right, so this woman's group, <laughs> like, I'm ready to watch this movie. And after I read the description, and I'm like, I'm like, oh man, the the school, like, the school's gonna be haunted, and they're gonna, the chick from their past is gonna kill these women. And I'm just like, like, this is a fucking like regular old horror movie, right? And she's got, cause she baked a pie, and she's like talking to the the kid after school, and then. And I like honestly like when the she makes the kid like scold the janitor and I'm like I'm like I didn't even think anything of it until yeah. until the next scene and then I'm like oh my god that's so fucked up what she made that kid do because <laughs> there's like a like a, a you know a, yeah. a, a POC janitor and she's supposed to mop after the kids leave and he's still not there because he hasn't got picked up so she goes. You go tell that janitor that she's supposed to wait for you to leave to mop. You got to stick up for yourself. And I'm just like, oh, that's cool. You know, she's like, you know, super, super mom, the teacher, right? Yeah, you question <laughs> it because it does seem kind of a shitty thing to say. Like, don't make kids. It's uncomfortable. Like, kids aren't all uh, comfortable enough or uh, extroverted enough to do something like that to question fucking authority or an adult. Like, that's kind of a dick thing for a kid to be able to do like certain kids have a comfort with just being assholes to teachers or whomever. Fuck those kids. Uh, so I didn't like that, you know, it made me question. I was like, this is odd. Uh, but I did not connect at all to your point 
because I didn't know what to expect with with what was happening in the film. And then yes, it takes a a hard right Right. turn. (laughs) Uh, And and I was like, oh, oh, okay. So there's. I guess that's what's happening. So 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 they're in a church, which I which I love for what happens in a bit, and it's a it's a it's a three or four. I'm not going to say old women or elderly women, but you know, middle-aged women, and and two yeah. young and like two young women, and by young they're you know they're in their twenties, um, right? You know, not no no teens, no kids, right? <laughs> and right, and they're she starts the meeting like normal. You still don't you still are like okay whatever, um, and the camera pans to this whiteboard, and it says daughters of Aryan, what is it? Daughters of Aryan, like uh, I don't remember the justice actual, or something like that. Yeah, like right. And and I was just like, what the fuck? Like, I mean, I I like I think I paused it and like yeah, and like, oh. took, and, like took a minute. <laughs> I was like, I was like, okay, all right, <laughs> all right. How do yeah, I, how do I, <laughs> you know, you have to put your mindset yeah. uh, that you're going to watch a film that's going to be about this and you don't know where, I mean, uh, yeah, you don't know where it's going to go, but you kind of have a right. feeling of where it probably will go. Yeah. But, and, <laughs> uh, and so, it's going to be more of this. Right. So, so now the, the movie continues with these women who, who for all intents and purposes seem like completely normal everyday average women that you've met in your life. Yeah. You have an aunt that acts just like this character. You have a maybe an older sister who acts just like this character. You know all the women in this room, right? Like the way that they're talking to each other and the things that they're talking about. And then they throw in the they throw in the the white power at the you know, at the end of each little bit. So like it's they're not they're not saturating the dialogue with the white supremacy. Yeah, and that's what I think is so well done about it. It is so innocuous and it's so uh, commonplace. They all they all know and trust one another. They're all comfortable with one another. Even some of the women that are there, uh, unassumingly, uh, with what the intent of the meeting is. There's a newcomer to the whole group that someone just knows because they worked with a person. Right. But the thing with racism that this film tackles that is so uh well done is that it is that innocuous nature that there once when you have this mindset or this perspective this outlook um as a human being you feel so normal um and you just assume that people that are like you subscribe to the same shit and it lets you talk a certain way because that's what I experience is that there are people that say the most horrific, offensive, racist things as if it's normal shop talk. Right. And I'm like brand new on the job and they just start saying it. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. What did you just say? Like, but they just like assume because look at me, I must feel the same way they do. Right. And it's so scary. Uh, and this film in this first scene, like presents that like, yes, this is, this is real life for some people, and it's. I think that uh, some people might like to refuse that, that as reality and live in a world where that's not 
what happens, but it, it fucking is. Uh, I can attest to that. And so, yeah, um, it just, they, they slowly start to, to let it bleed in the, the racism, uh, and, the the privilege that they have and how they want to position themselves in ways to, to, uh, antagonize or to, uh, repress, uh, people of color. Uh, it's very, it's subtle, but like they're kind of emboldening one another with their ideas about how they can do this or that. And then maybe one of them thinks like, Oh, well, why don't we just, why don't we get a list of all the people of color or all the, all the illegals and then go door to door. Yeah. And they're like, I mean, that's, uh, some of them are like, eh, maybe that's a little bit too, it's too in your face. Even us, uh, let's start a little bit slower. <laughs> and it's so shocking. Yeah. Um, uh, but it's, it's, it's what, it's what, uh, you know, it's refreshing that the film is just like in your face and just doing it it's similar to how things were presented in master. Uh, that right. was another film that dealt with race, uh, that we watched earlier in the year, which was well done. We both liked. Um, oh yeah. I think we both gave us, I think we both gave that a seven, right? It's, uh, yeah. It was, it was highly rated. Uh, yeah. So, so this, mm-hmm. so this movie continues just by, just by showing you that these, uh, you know, the one woman was an actual Klansman, like her her husband was like a prominent member. Yeah, her father, I think. Yeah, her yeah. father or someone. Um, so it just shows you how um, these women, or people like this, let's say, let's, let's not even, you know, care their gender. People like this right. are, are normal active everyday people in your community yeah right yeah they're, te- they're these are teachers these are uh grocery clerks uh yeah. that's what they do you know these are just they have normal jobs this lady was a teacher she's teaching kindergarten yeah she just came from school to and go to this meeting she's the one running the meeting she's the one running the meeting right um okay so the meetings uh this is, this is one of my favorite parts of the movie uh, the the father of the church pulls the head lady aside, pulls her into the other room, and he goes, he "Emily, look, yeah, look, I don't want to make a big deal out of this, but um, you guys have to go." And she's yeah. like, "What? She's you like, need what? To, you need to leave immediately." <laughs> yeah, I don't, I didn't, I wouldn't have let you do this if I knew what type of meeting it was. You have to He's leave. like, "I'm not." Yeah, we're not going to argue. I'm not going to report this. it right now. But you need uh, to yeah. leave. I'm not going to report you <laughs> if you leave right now. And then he just like yeah. closes the door and walks away. It's like, okay, yeah. and you're like, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah, you've got you got someone that's you know the church is not uh, condoning this. This is great. That's a good right, step. right. And uh, also, so, also, like her reaction, you know, she feels so entitled, and like that's the thing that they capture with this is like you see, there's the camera can focus on some of the characters from time to time and you can see like their true nature or how they're dealing or processing with the events that are occurring and it happens from time to time throughout the whole film because we can't stress enough the way that the film is shot this in real time event yeah. it's in real time there's, it's in real there's time. no cuts there's no jumps yeah. there's no it's minute for minute for minute this is yeah. happening in one evening and the hour and a half of time it's happening you know from fucking 6 30 to 8 p.m uh, yeah. that's it uh, yeah, no, and that's and that's because what, that's, that's they so amazing. <laughs> I know. The way, when they focus on this character, you see her reacting to the uh, the pastor, and she's like, "Fuck this guy! What the fuck is he? I'm not doing anything wrong." Yeah, you know, and she's like, "Okay, 
and she cancels the meeting. Like, let's go back. Um, let's get some wine, and we'll reconvene at my place. And things disperse, and it brings it back down to like a group of only four of them. With it's the the main girl, uh, the shop clerk, and then the two young ones. One of which is brand new to the crowd, and one of which has kind of been around for right. a little while, but. You know. the, the new one, the new one also works at the shop, and it yeah. fre- is freshly out of prison for something we don't know. Um, yeah, and I I love that character. It's, she's uh, so the way that they, good. It evolves. Yeah, it's so important. Uh, you know, she's wearing a uh, uh, she's wearing a battle vest of sorts. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and did you rec- did you recognize the German on the back? No, I didn't. Uh, it's it's love to hate. In, oh, in German, okay. uh, oh, okay. Liebdehaft. Because I, I had to look it up. I was like, it seems like, because I've seen, I've been in crowds where, like, you know, guys will wear those kinds of shirts, and it's uh, it's some sort of a an SS or KKK type innuendo or something that's referencing sure. it. I've been with guys uh, before that are like, it's that's a skinhead. Like, you know, like American History X, like they kind of yeah. popularize certain looks and stuff. And so then whenever you see it out in real life, you're like that dude's low key representing Aryan Brotherhood with yeah. this little logo on his shit. So like I've always been interested in taking part with a movie to help inform that character. You know, it's 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 the iconography of it. And so that's that's what that is on her. So it's like a, a subtle way to clue in that she's definitely not uh a stranger or uh naive about the awfulness that she believes in and that she's going going to enact uh moving forward it's sort of like a foreshadowing right right she does mention that she when she got to prison she fell in with a group of like-minded ladies and 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 you can assume that uh, she's white so it must have been a group of white people like not necessarily what you know you can assume some things but um you know Mm -hmm. you you know from what we know of of from film and TV anyway, that, you know, prison yeah. definitely like segregates uh, down right to, you know, right to groups of, of skin color. Um, right. So they go to the wine shop. Now the wine shop is, uh, or the grocery store is owned by the, right. the one of the ladies, the, the one who's with them in yeah, the van Kim. and they're, and they're closed, but they, she's got the key. So they go in to get the wine and because they're in there, a couple people walk in. Now, there's some interesting backstory here. Uh, it's it's two Asian girls. One's older, one's younger. Uh, don't really know. Probably like 20s and teens or, or early 30s and late teens, early 20s. Maybe. Right. Um, <clears throat> the older of the two um, accused uh, Emily, the main character's brother, of rape. And he is in prison for this. Um, this is this is going to come out in the next few minutes of the movie. So the two new girls don't know anything about this, but of course the shopkeeper and Emily obviously know. <coughs> and she wants wine uh, as well because she's had a long day. And the shopkeeper's like yelling at her, like "We're closed. Get the fuck out of here. We're closed. Get the fuck out of here." She's like, "I just want a bottle of wine." And Emily, you know, decides to step in, let her get her wine. And that's when, you know, she's like, oh, fuck, you know, Emily's here, you know, um, we've got this history, blah, blah, blah. So 
She gets the bottle. She said she was going to get the most expensive bottle, so they make her get the most expensive bottle. She brings it over, and the shopkeeper's like, that's $300. <laughs> and she pulls out $300 in cash, and then they're like, who cares around that much cash? Fucking hooker, fucking prostitute. She's like a fucking waitress. And then they like, um, they, I think there's a little scuffle as they as they get out the front door. Yeah, because she talks back, you know, she yeah. like gives it back to them. She's like, yeah, waitress, you fucking moron. Like, yeah. that's yeah. who. And like, they're like, what the fuck did you say to me? And like, you know, uh, it's like just the, it's just showing dominance, you know, asserting power. There's four of them. There's only two of them. Yeah. Uh, so the the white women want to humiliate uh, and disparage the the two Asian girls that are in the shop, and they do it in very uh, overtly uh, in aggressive fashion, where they're yeah. screaming match and kind of pushing one another by the end of it before they break up and they leave the store, and they're all fired up. I think the shop clerk even pulls her gun. Pulls her gun. Yeah. Right. Them. Right. Yeah, she pulls her gun on them to get them yeah, to help help get them out. Um, right, and eventually Emily's uh, husband shows up to right. uh, Craig to help uh, calm the situation, and he's almost a level-headed type person, but yeah. it's just that he's kind of been there, done that. It seems, and he knows this is. He almost has this like uh, patriarchal attitude, like in the subtext, I think, with the way he handles it, where he's like, "This is just dumb broad shit," you know, like where he's like he believes the same things they believe, but they're going about it in this dumb way. Yeah. Uh, and are like, you know, they're, they're really naive and stupid with, with what they're trying to do. Like he's, he's trying to keep them in check and he's annoyed with them. Even if he doesn't agree with what they're, you know, uh, espousing. Yeah. But so, Emily, I know Emily has like uh, complete control. She calls him out. Yeah. He's like, you, yeah. what do you, you don't want to be some pussy bitch. What are you doing? You don't want to fucking be a man. You want yeah. to be a little bitch. And I'm like, holy fuck! <laughs> like, yeah. this movie is—it's uh, in your face. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. It definitely is. Um, yeah. So she emasculates him to like go along with what she wants to do, which is they want to go antagonize these girls. They want to break into their house and like take their passport. Yes. Yeah. They because and... they, uh, they think she's not going to be home for a while. They somehow. They somehow have an idea of what their schedule is or whatever. Um, or maybe they, they know. No, I don't they, even think they, 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 don't even, they, they don't know even that, think about it. They're like, let's just go. Yeah. They just, well, yeah. They know that they're walking and so, and they know yeah, that they can the drive there. And they're like, like yeah, the, they, they don't, there, there's no potential repercussions that would arise from them doing what they want to do. And they are encouraging one another. And it's the, the whole idea of group thinking and, and uh, yeah, they're emboldening one another. And they think that they're uh, invincible. You know, they're in the right. They're not doing anything wrong. Sure. They got loud first. We're in the right, you know. Uh, <laughs> so they think that they can do whatever they want. So they want to go yeah. to the house and they want to break in and they want to get the passport and fuck with their home. Yeah. And so that's what they're going to do. So, so that's what they're going to do. <laughs> they get there and it's very, um, it's very loud, like, um, like a par- like a party movie, you know, like, yeah. like wow, let's get up, you know, and they're like they're like no, don't don't break the glass. There's a, look look for a hide to key first, and they find it. They find the hide to key, and they and so they just walk in, and then they're going through all their stuff, and they're messing it up a little bit. Um, and uh, Craig's like five minutes. You have five minutes, 
He comes back. Yeah. He comes and back. That, and, and that's where it's like the whole thing. It's like it makes sense with the way that it's done, and it's so uncomfortable. You're all, everything about this. Yeah. Like we're talking about it in kind of like normal tones, but from the second that meeting really gets underway, you're you're kind of on edge and you're yeah. uncomfortable the whole time. And this yeah. is now heightened, really, oh, yeah. really tense. Well, right. Because After like that. it's just unnerving. Like you know, the one girl's playing the piano. She's playing Heart and Soul, and it's just normal. And then she's like paying pounding keys. They're like making these comments about the fact that they've got a, a front load washer and dryer. I would love to have a washer yeah, and dryer. Yeah. These fucking bitches, and it's like, and they're yeah. just like they they live on the hill. They got a, it all. They up. have a view of the lake, and uh, well, they they say some fucked up shit about the brother too. Like the brother would never fuck uh, an an Asian person. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, so yeah, so many uh, awful racial things are said. Uh, oh. Obviously, we're not going to repeat. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, it's horrendous, and that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, if, the, if there's certain things where you can't stomach it, like this is not a film for you. Uh, but I think it's definitely worth watching to get through because this is, this is real life. Yeah. Uh, so she comes home, and they grab her. Yeah. And they yeah. they tape her to a chair, and and then eventually, not not even that much longer, the younger daughter or younger sister gets home. And Craig has to chase her down and drag her back inside, and they tape her to a chair. And that's when yeah. you know this this, this group think this this mob mentality um, of these four yeah. of these four white supremacists, right? Like it's it's like it's not just normal group think, normal mob mentality. <laughs> it's like right. it's like on the worst level that it could be right the of yeah of these people well and they didn't expect this to happen right and now that it's happening they're they're not one to just be in the wrong in any situation so they're not going to let these girls away to say their side of the story they're right. going to control the narrative they're going to tie them up and then they're going to regroup and think about what do we do to make sure that nothing happens because we didn't do anything wrong. And they stand by that the whole time, the whole time. of this fucking movie. Yeah. They rationalize uh, and explain why they were in the wrong. They did yeah. something wrong. And that's why – and we're defending this. Uh, that we didn't ask for this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like – it's so absurd. So they get this idea to like just abuse them into into silence. Yeah. Out of them, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that they will not yeah. talk about the fact that they got held hostage, yeah. And they start with the younger one as also kind of like psychological or emotional uh torture to the older one because the older one, right, is, you know, obviously like looking out for her. Um, <clears throat> and they make a mistake, <laughs> a simple mistake. They, they, yeah, they start they they're just putting food and drink sho- and mayonnaise. And she she goes into anaphylactic shock um, because of peanuts, uh, and then yeah. so they pull the mouth gag off the the older one. She's like, get get the EpiPen. It's upstairs in her room, and then the one woman who could have done it just slowly walks back to the group, staring at her, going, "Oops, there wasn't enough time." Yeah. Uh, and now we have a dead girl on our hands. Um, and now so this woman, who's the one who got out of jail, and this is the the fun thing about her character as she escalates through the movie, is she becomes more and more in charge. 
Yeah, she becomes the alpha, she, the alpha real fucking quick. Real quick, because she realizes, she says even at the beginning of the movie, so what's your role? Because everybody talks about their role. And she goes, she goes, you know, well, you know, I'm I'm just kind of like a soldier. Like, you know, you just tell me, you just point me at something and tell me what to do and I'll go do it. And they're like, yeah. great, that's so great. We need someone like you. And what's so funny about that, saying that, is that she becomes the boss. As soon as she realizes all these other women are weak, she yeah. she takes charge because that is like that she learned that shit in prison. Yeah, she <laughs> she has walked the walk right. where they have all talked the talk. They have yeah. never done anything like this. This has all been talk, and like that's the thing that's so absolutely insane but perfect about the way that this film is constructed is that they're actually the most fragile, weakest people imaginable that are scared and frightened for their lives every second of every horrific thing that they're doing. When they're faced with actually doing it, they're shaking with fear as they're doing it because they know inside of them that there's something fucking wrong with what they're doing, but they're gonna they're going through with it, right? And it's the Leslie, the newcomer, who is like, no, fuck this. This is this is this is the way it is. And yeah, yeah I'm gonna take charge of the situation. And she's the one that escalates it, where she's like, well, we have to take care of this other girl now. Uh, we have to make it look like wasn't us here we have to clean up in a way and we have to do certain things to her to make it look like it wasn't four women that were in this home we have to make it seem like it was a, a sexual assault and right. so that's she's like i'll do this yeah uh and it's right. fucking horrific yeah so we have to yeah we have to make <laughs> her look like she was raped we have to kill her we have to dump these bodies uh and when they you know when they find the bodies because of the supposed rape they won't uh think it was us they won't suspect and, and, them and, yeah. and, and, and while you know after we dump the bodies we're going to clean the house come back and clean the house bleach the house blah 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 yeah so she yeah she uh takes some kind of apparatus thank god it was off screen um yeah uh then she takes a pillow to her face right the uh the classic mm-hmm. um yeah smothers there suffocation they get like this big tent kind of thing that like zips up it's yeah, it's like a big sleeping bag type thing. It's like oh, a, yeah, just like yeah. A, a large satchel or ziploc yeah. type. Uh, yeah. They can take. Both they bo- throw the bodies in there, and then they're bodies. gonna take they're gonna take Kim's minivan down to the lake, uh, to the yeah. dock, put it in a boat, row it out, and dump the body, and then that's what they they do. <laughs> that's what they do, and uh, you know you see you see the the bag moving on the drive down, and um, yeah, and so she didn't do a good enough job strangling the older sister. The older sister does pop up. Uh, still alive. Out of the water. Um, but you don't feel good about right. it. Right. You know, you almost no. you almost wish that they were both dead. <laughs> like it's yeah. it's a it's a tough moment in the movie where you're like, oh well, at least now she'll go to the police and they'll get caught. And then you're just like, yeah. Uh, but will they? U.S. justice system, small white town. I, I know. Like, like who knows what happens next. And she has them. She's gonna have to mourn her sister, who she just watched die like thirty minutes ago. Um, like, right, because the true horrors of the events that are occurring will never actually be uh, exposed. You know, right. uh, this this kind of thing, especially with this kind of a demographic, when COVID first started happening, and there was all this uh, anti-Asian sentiment that was going out there, and they had to do the whole stop AIP. 
uh, hate, you know, and it was so fucked up, like, but you would hear about incidences where you would just find about an assault or something, and you wouldn't hear all of the details. This film shows all the details, but on a news report, it'd probably be like, there was a home invasion where a person uh, died by accident, and another one disappeared or was like, a, you know, left somewhere and then escaped. Like, you want to get into all the the details of the awful events that occurred, and this film is just showing you all that. And so, you know, this kind of a thing has probably transpired a lot in, in the nation's history uh, and in human history, but especially now, this is a very prescient movie with the current climate uh, as far as cultural uh, and racial warfare that seems to exist or be occurring uh, in our society. And so... Uh, yeah, the film ends with sort of a silver lining, but yeah, you it's kind of like, it's not even so much that you feel good about the conclusion, it's just that yeah. maybe you take a little bit of comfort, it's a small bit of a salve on the, the wound yeah. uh, that was inflicted upon you from what you just watched. Yeah, I, I honestly, like, I, I even wanted to feel better, and, and, her, and just like, the quick thought, the quick thought process of what her being alive actually meant versus what the fantasy of her surviving meant was just like, oh God, I, I, I think I would have rather it cut to credits with them both in the water. Like, yeah, well, and that's what's <laughs> smart about the way that it was filmed too. It being uh, playing out in real time, you aren't ever going to get that conclusion. You're never going to get the uh, the homage of the police rolling onto their yeah. houses and them right. going away in handcuffs with somber music and her in the hospital with family or at the grave of the other one, that kind of, that's, that's fairy tale Hollywood happy ending bullshit. Yeah. This is real fucking life uh, meant to be an experience of that nature. And so it's not going to ever provide that for you. Right. Uh, it's just a traumatic experience that you are living out with the characters that are in the movie. movie. Uh, and it's just so artfully done. It's hauntingly tragic. Uh like it'll stick with you for sure. You know, I will not forget this movie. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, soft and quiet. Eight out of ten from both of us. Um, let's take a second to remind you that this is a podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Amazon Music, Samsung Podcast, Podcast Index, Listen Notes, RSS, Google, Apple, Ooh. Pandora, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Um, podcast for the recently deceased. Um, yes, YouTube. We have to load these videos to YouTube after uh, broadcasting them on Twitch. Uh, you can also go to podcastrecentlydeceased.com. Um, thanks for tuning in. Uh, this was a great, uh, a great night of two very, very out there um, movies, and um, I was glad to glad to be a part of it. Yeah, I'm glad that we got to talk through it. Uh, definitely feel better about having watched them and got to work through some feelings after uh, after seeing them with you. So that was, that's great. That's why we do what we do. It's fun, yeah. and hopefully it's entertaining for everyone out there. Yeah, unanimous suggestion. Uh, <clears throat> go watch Soft and Quiet. You will, um, you will benefit from watching this movie. For the podcast for the recently deceased, I'm Nate Roberts. And I'm Rodney Godek. Take care. And we'll see you next week.